Well, hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Romance at a Glance, Authors at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget, and today I am flying solo as Shani is living her life in Costa Rica. Hello from across the world, Shani. We all wish that we were you, and also happy birthday to your grandmama. Speaking of grandmamas, today I am talking to Megan Frampton. She is a historical romance author who has written most recently Four Weeks of Scandal, along with Gentleman Seeks Bride, Tell Duke and Dangerous, Never Kiss a Duke, some earls, there's some ladies, there's some brides, there's some duchesses, there's all of the good things and all of the good covers that come from historical romance. I had a delight speaking with Megan, and I hope that you all have just as much fun listening to us chat. Without further ado, guys, we hopped right into it. I didn't even say hello, Megan. We just went right in like we were old friends talking about romance. So without further ado, let's get this shit popping. Romance at a glance. Uh-huh. Romance at a glance. What you say Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. I love the idea of like a writer's retreat. Me and Sean even have been like messing around with the idea of uh, maybe next year starting like doing weekends because she lives in LA still and I live in Chicago now. And she's come to visit for like a week, which was great. But like my kids are still here. So it's not like we get full Mm -hmm. uninterrupted time, you know? Yeah. Um, So we've been playing with the idea of like finding some conventions we can go to and like we'll Mm -hmm. record authors like in person, which would be so fun. And then also um, then we could have like, you know, even like 24 hours in a hotel room alone to like, like you can get so much done in that amount of time if you have no outside uh, distractions in my case small children so yeah. yeah we've been playing around with that doing like a couple weekends like and like picking you know like just random places we've never been you know yeah. like yeah today we should go to idaho and yeah sure a cool hotel somewhere like yeah. not picking like the places where they have expensive hotels but going to like just yeah. just random locations where we're like we can get a swing suite for like 200 dollars a night yeah <laughs> totally i mean we go to um i think so we go to into Manhattan, but she lives mm-hmm. in Brooklyn too. So we go into Manhattan, but then there's another place we go, Flushing, Queens, which mm-hmm. is like, it takes an hour and change to get there from here. And it is like a huge Chinese population. So we get great Chinese food, but like, yeah. it is just like a, it's like a teeming separate city. You would never know. I mean, like, it's so different from Manhattan or from downtown Brooklyn or anything. And it's amazing. It's like, it is like going to another country, but you're just taking a subway. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and and my friend is a big foodie, and so she'll be, like, investigating. I'm like, I'll go wherever. I just want some soup dumplings. I don't care, you know? I love so, soup dumplings. They're yeah. my favorite thing in the entire world. Uh, yeah. I was just in New York with my sisters for a sister weekend. And that was my request. I was like, I need Chinese food. Yeah. At least once, if not twice. Because yep. Chinese yeah. food, soup dumplings. And she took us into Chinatown. And we had great soup yeah. dumplings. So, so yeah. Mark is yeah. so good for food. You just get whatever you want, like at any yep. time of the day. Yes. As long as you're willing to like, you know, walk or hop on a subway or something like that. Yep. It's yeah. all at your fingertips. Yep. Have you, have you like, when you research your books, are you like comfortable enough now in the historical 
sort of realm where you don't really need to research a ton because you've all kind of got this like, you know, you've been writing in historicals for so long? Yeah, um, I actually don't do a ton of research research in general. And at at this point, anybody that's read my books and is kind of a history wonk will be like, yeah, we could tell. But um, (laughs) I grew up reading so much historicals that I feel like I kind of am immersed in it. So I can just write it without, and I'll check specific things like a, you know, a certain travel route um, or there was one in several books ago, the Harrow was really into trains for whatever reason, you know, historical romance reasons. I have no idea why. Um, (laughs) And I found out that one of the parts of it was called an eccentric crank, which I thought was a hoot because then I could have the heroine call him an eccentric and it, it like became a whole riff. So I did a, like research into that tiny aspect, but usually the flavor of it, I already have that locked in yeah. because I've yeah. been reading it since I was, I think, 11 years old, reading historical romance, and I'm quite old now, so that's a lot of years of reading. Um, that's, that is Shawnee as well. She started reading historical romance in middle school, and she's yeah. always like, the first one she got in her middle school library should not have been in the middle school library because they were not yeah. appropriate at all. They're right. like bodice rippers. Oh, yeah. And it was like, is this what sex is? Like, what's happening? Um, oh, but she God, has yeah. had a deep obsession for... I'm a fairly, fairly new to historicals i started out more on like the paranormals oh yeah and like action romance and stuff but i find that when we did a whole season we did 10 in a row last year i was like oh this for me feels like paranormal in the sense that it's not real life it's a completely it's a fantasy and so when you're like i don't research that much i'm like yeah you don't really need to as long as you kind of like get the 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 main sort of like okay like nobody can you know just like willy-nilly have sex with whoever they want to there's some rules there's some yeah yeah you know some titles and things that are in the way Uh, other than that it's like it's all a fantasy these are all made up people like you're not i read a few ones and i'm sure you've gotten these throughout the years where like someone's like this is not historically accurate. And I was oh, like, yeah. this is <laughs> yeah. not a history book. This is no. fiction. This is, you're in the wrong section. Yeah, there's some things that, um, as I adjust myself here, I'm sitting on a weird chair here. <laughs> um, there are some things that you can't do. Like you can't have the Duke say, oh, I don't want to give the title to my child, to my son. Instead, I'm going to, like, hand it over to this guy. Like, you can't, there's some rules you just can't break. Right. But on the other hand, you have to get them alone somehow, which means that you have to break some rules sure. and make it like, oh, no, the chaperone broke her leg. <laughs> oh, no, what are we going to do? <laughs> oh, no. You know, and, yeah, yeah for sure. I, whatever There's it is. There's a rainstorm, and we were galloping on horses, <laughs> yes, and exactly. we had to shelter in this random shed. Yeah, yeah. Darn it. Where's my umbrella? Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, so there are some things that I, again, because I've been reading it so much and I love history just in general. I like knowing how people lived. Um, And I also really like the escapism of it. Like you said, with paranormal, I read across genres and um, my least favorite genre is contemporary. And not that I don't read it, but it takes like an extra oomph to get me there because I'm like, that's like real life. You know, and I think Mm -hmm. this is, I say this a lot, what I think, 
But I think when I'm reading contemporaries and the hero does something like sweeps all the dishes off the table and like, I'm like this you know, they have their broke like, all her nice dishes like, and now she's gonna going to clean that up now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In For sure. normals, right? They can probably go like, you know, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Or yep. in historicals, they can say, oh, you know, Jeeves, come on over. Like, sure. I don't. I can't lose myself as much in contemporaries as I can in I historical, paranormal, urban fantasy, even some romantic suspense, which is, yeah, you know, contemporary, but also like I'm certainly not a Navy SEAL. Outlandish, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's like I'm about to be kidnapped. We had to jump out of the window. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's not my real life. Sure. So like, let's, let's yeah. get it on. Well, let's roll with this. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Speaking of like funny situations so me and Shani have this debate going on the podcast about when it's appropriate and I find it funny because in historicals she's like oh there's an alcove oh it's about to get nasty in that alcove and yes. I'm like how is that different because the stakes like are basically the same because if they get caught it's like they're either married or completely shamed and like revoked yep. society card yep. and then she gets really mad because an action romance She'll be like, I'll be like, ooh, there's a closet. They're going to like make out or get a, you know, get it on. And she's like, no, they shouldn't. They're in danger. And I'm like, no, no, no. The, the dangerous person is like, you know, an hour behind them. They have time. Yeah. They and have like, time. There's always How time for a danger bang. Come on now. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You're on my side. Okay. Good. No, but, okay, but good. the best romantic suspense is like 50% of each yes. of the yes. romance and the suspense. And you know, yeah, you have to suspend your disbelief when they're on the run, but they find time to go into a closet. Just like Always. you have to suspend your disbelief when, in oh mine, I, I make it a running joke about going onto terraces. Like yeah. there's always finding dark, shadowy corners and terraces sure. because sure. like, where else am I going to get them? Like they can't, they can't be together alone in without a bedroom. No, God, no. I forgot. Yeah. So a garden, yes. always a good garden. I feel like I've done, like a, I've done gardens. I've done, uh, I did a gazebo once. That was, that was ooh, cool. I like a gazebo. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good gazebo. <laughs> I love a good gazebo. Um, so when you were coming up reading, like, obviously the historicals range from, you know, like those bodice rippers where consent was like out the window. Yep. And then there were like the more closed door sort of like mm -hmm. feels the, uh, you know, ends with a kiss at their marriage sort of yeah. romances and, and then sort of everything in between nowadays, like where would you say you like to read and where do you like to write in that spectrum? I don't like closed door romance personally. Um, I mean, I'll read it if it's a good author. Again, it's like contemporary. I'm like, no, I want to, I want to, yeah. I want to go there. Yeah. And I also sure. feel as though a good author, and I'm not claiming this for myself, but I'm saying a good author can really uh, explore a lot of characters through what's happening during sex, mm -hmm. which means that you can't skip it. Like people yeah. that skip the sex scenes, I'm like, well, then you skip some characterization unless the author was just, you know, writing a sex scene, class sex scene. Um, and so I think I've read a lot racier than I write. I tend to kind of be, I my books are getting a little hotter, but um, I'm still just on the, like in the spicy realm, I think. Like the, there's mention of 
not not often, but I'll put in like words like pussy and I put in a lot of cocks for God's sake. Yes, I always have. But then when it comes to referring to her, like I'm like, mm, you know, I don't mm-hmm. I have to come up with things because I just don't. Yeah. It feels like it pulls me out of the story because it feels actually almost a little too contemporary when I start tossing right. those words around. Sure. Whereas sometimes it's like naughty and the hero says it to her, to the heroine, and right. she'll be like, my what? You know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, and I read as super spicy and then not as spicy if they're just, you know, good authors. I'm just happy to read them. Um, and I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know where, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm middle of the road spicy, so. That was a very long-winded way to say that. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm all about all about a tangential answer. All about Good. It. As the dear listeners know, we like to ramble on this podcast. No holds back. Um, I I think what you said though about the characterization is so true because I feel personally there are some authors who write closed door romance who are just mm-hmm. so good that your mm-hmm. heart is like bursting by the end of the book like mm-hmm. you're cheesing you're like your face is red you're like literally yep. like my chest is hurting but I feel like that's such an exceptional author yeah. in, in a closed door and for the most part unless they sort of like think about or talk about the sex that they had or whatever interlude they had I personally feel like very cheated. I, I remember reading a book early on in season one and it like ended with them like about it. And we were like, Ooh, the next chapter is going to be spicy. And then it was the next morning. And we were yeah, like, yeah. what is this a PG 13 movie? Like yeah, what yeah. happened? Who said what? Not only that, like the vulnerability of asking for something or, or saying something and like not knowing if they're going to like it or who makes the mm-hmm. first move, who like, like, did someone cry? Did someone laugh? It's like, what yeah. happened? Tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's so, for me, is the thing that, like, like you said, you can write just, like, literally, like, P, when and B, this happened, yeah. this happened. Right. Clinical right. sex, that's not, that is, I'm, like, I kind of skim through those if they're not, like, yeah. engaging me in the, the, like, the character and the vulnerability mm-hmm. and the, the fun or the sexiness yeah. or whatever their, their dynamic is. Um, I just, I just like it. That's why I read it. I'm like, I want to yeah. tell me all the things. Let me in. Let yeah. me in. <laughs> I, I did read, I read a historical that still sticks with me. And I read it probably uh, 15 years ago. That was like just kisses only, but uh-huh. it was so the tension between them was so hot. And so mm-hmm. amazing. And I remember, well, this is going to be weird, but like I was reading it and I had to pee and I brought it in with mm-hmm. me and I'm sitting yeah. there like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. you know, like I couldn't even put it down. Sure. sure. It was so good. It was, um, I'll say who it was in case yeah. anybody mm-hmm. went. It's called Sweet Bargain by Kate Moore. And, you okay. know, it was a traditional Regency from way back in the day. I had it in paperback. I don't even know if it's available in, in digital or anything like that, but God, it was good. It was so good. And I was like, wait a minute, there hasn't been any, oh my God, I, di- I actually didn't notice that there yeah. wasn't any explicit stuff there because it was written yeah. so well. And yeah. like what they did was so perfect, but it's very mm-hmm. rare for me. 
I always notice. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Doors, yeah, okay. 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 Everybody's going to sleep. Everybody's, okay. It's, oh, they're having breakfast already? Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. All right. Pass the book. People got to eat. People yeah. got to eat. Uh, you guys, I will drop a link to that book if I can find it. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. In, in the description so you guys can check it out. Um, excuse me. So when you're, <laughs> I would do this if I was writing a book based in England, I'd be like, so what I need to do this week is do my writing retreat in England. In England, obviously. yeah. Yeah. I have to go to the Midlands. I have to uh, go to a cottage and mm-hmm. walk around with some sheep and go, you know, like, have you gone to England? Do you, uh, I, do you want to? Or do you just like the fantasy of it? Oh, I love it. I love going there. I went there. I've only been a couple of times and I haven't been for probably decades. I think since before my, uh, my kid was born, Um, but it was amazing and I love it. And I've always kind of been an Anglophile, um, even uh, with music. Cause I was prior to this, I was in the music industry and, and the way I started listening getting into music was all through English bands and everything. So it all comes, I mean, I'm just, yeah, Anglophile. And I would love to go there, but I also, I'm not like a big, necessarily a big travel person. Like I kind of like to stay in place. So for me to go anywhere takes like a a extra effort and I don't always have it because I, I mean, you know, I tend sure. to get depressed and bummed out or whatever. And I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. so, um, yeah, I would like to go again at some point, but I don't know when, but yeah, I mean, and now I, I can also, um, I can go look at things, but it's, it's sure. obviously not the same. Um, yeah. but it is, yeah, I just love it. <laughs> I want to go now. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. I know I'm always like trying to like tease people into like, and you should go on this trip. Write yeah. us another book while you're there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you find like your people who love your books, like you spend, you know, six months or a year or whatever writing and editing and stuff, they read it in one day and they're like, when's the next one? And you're like, they're like, oh, get my out God. of here. <laughs> no, I love it actually because that's how I inhale books. I mean, sure. I, I, yeah, when someone loves your book and they read it in a day, you're like, yes, it took me awesome. six months to write that, but that's terrific. You had a great time. It didn't take you six months to read it, thank God. Yeah, right? thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's nice. I do have, since, you know, I've been with Avon for a while, and so I do have people that really like my books, and I'm always kind of bewildered that they are big fans, <laughs> which I think says a lot about me. Um unfortunately uh but but yeah it's really cool it's just so great when people are like enthusiastic about what what you do right I mean you get that too right and people are like absolutely yeah the first time someone dm'd us on instagram was like oh my god I love your podcast we were like really awesome we're loving it tell a story what do you like about it yeah (laughs) (laughs) we like did a whole like q a with them about which favorite part are there any parts of the podcast that you feel like are slow and you want us to delete because we can totally trash things if you're not into it like you're first you don't like it you're a first listener (laughs) it's all for you for sure it's always exciting and like anytime we get reviews you know people say like the nicest things or they'll DM us the nice, especially during COVID, because uh, we started ju- like a couple months before COVID started, and um, 
during COVID, we had a bunch of people who were like, your podcast makes me laugh. And that is nice because it's terrible. <laughs> and yeah. so they are like, you know, you, we, I listened to all 20 of your episodes or now we're at oh like 150, gosh. but like, I listened to all 20 of your episodes and, um, which is awesome. Cause that's what I do. Same. I'm the same as you. I'm like, like if I find a podcast I like or an author I like mm-hmm. or a TV show I like or an actor or director, it doesn't even matter. I'll like hit that back catalog so oh, hard. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, I was laughing cause today I was trying to figure out like how many hours a week I spend reading. Um, and it's such an up and down for me because of the kids and stuff, but I'm like, okay, well I, I for sure read an hour a day and that feels, that feels pretty safe That's to say. Good. Yeah. Cause like, you know, in the morning I'll read, you know, before I go to bed, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I say, and then I'm like, and then there's the days where I read a book or yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I, I just want to average out. Especially yeah. if I have like an interview, I'm like, well, sorry kids. <sighs> Mom's got to work. <laughs> yep. I'm yep. going to go read a book. Yeah. That's my work now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when you're, when you're in a deep writing phase, like mm-hmm. how do you find your reading? Do you feel like because we've, we've talked to a couple authors who said like, oh, when I'm writing historical, I can only read non-historicals for that couple months. Do you, or do you just keep reading? No, Cause I just keep reading. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a book slut. I don't, it's not, I don't even like limit myself. And, and because I, because I just love historical so much. And I don't think that yeah. I have, there's one author who I cannot read because her voice is so strong that I end up writing like her, but I haven't read her actually in probably, again, probably close to 15 years. But when I first started, I was binge reading her when I was also starting to write and I'm like, oh, hell, I am <laughs> writing just like her. So I can't write, read her, Carla Kelly. She wrote traditional <laughs> regencies way back in the day um, and still one of my all-time favorite books but um other than that yeah I read anything and I'll keep reading and I read mostly romance although I read a fair amount of fantasy also and uh historical mysteries I like those a lot too so um and I don't I I wasn't reading as much during actually just prior to the pandemic well so I went through um, breast can- treatment for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I got diagnosed in 2019 and then did all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it was like hard to, this is I, not because I was like, woe is me or everything's terrible, but because you have so many friggin' yeah. doctor appointments, right? And so, for sure. and you know, they're going to call you and you can't get engrossed in your books. You end up playing for some sure. stupid game on your phone. And then, for sure. yeah. And it's and, like, for sure. When you're, yes, when you're going through all like any kind of treatments or anything like mentally, I feel like you're so drained. It's hard to like, yeah. Yeah. Cause you're like, I'm not going to even enjoy this book and I know I no. should. Yeah. Like, why even start? Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. And so even like, I mean, I, I did chemo once every couple of weeks or whatever, and that would be the perfect time, right? You're sitting in the chair, they're sticking st- stuff in you. And I'm like, I just don't, I can't even, I just, you know, but so I've gotten back to reading um, more than I did. Oh, and then I used to have a commute, so I would read on the subway, Mm -hmm. but I don't commute anymore. And, you know, so actually today I went into the, 
went into Manhattan and was reading on the subway. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I really like this. So great. Because it was trapped time that you yes. could read. And you can't yes. be cleaning the house. And you no. can't be writing your book. And you can't be, you know, doing anything else except for sitting there either playing stupid games on your phone or reading. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I went ahead and read today. So I am. I, so when I lived in Chicago, I used to commute. Um, and I missed that. I missed when I moved to LA, you have to drive everywhere. There's no yeah. like public transit. So all of my commute time turned into driving, which was like, you know, I'd call my friends and family to like catch up to all the people who, you know, moved away from, but mm-hmm. I missed that. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm on the train and I'm in like a deep like yeah. fantasy world or a spicy scene and like I am someone who's always been like out and proud about my romance cover so I didn't care what it was on the front cover I'll yep. read that and you have people give you looks and I'm like yo this book is the tits you should definitely yeah. check this yeah, out yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is a great book um, but I missed that because I used to crush I mean I still crush books but like you know I used to read like an hour to two hours a day just depending on like where it was just, going yeah. in the city yeah and it's like, you know, I still read a lot, but it's not the same. It's not the, it's same. Not the same sort of like mental focus escapism mm-hmm. as when you're like kind of in public. So there's like a little bit of clamor, but not yeah. enough to really distract you. And yeah. you know, you have that like half hour. So good. So good. I missed that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't yeah. know that I'll ever have it again. It's just kind of a weird because I work yeah, from I don't home. I think I will. Yeah. And I, I don't my, know that my, I'll uh, ever go back. office is right over there. Like you know, just like two feet away from me right now. And I'm sitting in my lounge chair, but still like, you know, my commute is, my commute is down the hall. And I don't think that's going to change because my company is not based in New York city. And, you know, so anyway, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely different. I, you know what? I'm very happy, first of all, that you're well. And secondly, that you are back to reading because one thing that I, I have had happen to to me personally is like when you love something so much and then as a creative person, it becomes part of your job Mm -hmm. that then it sometimes loses some of the like joy of it. So like a lot of writers we've talked to are like, Oh, I don't actually read that much anymore because I write so much. Yeah. And I do find that the people who work a full-time job tend to read more Mm -hmm. than the people who write full-time which kind mm-hmm. of makes sense to me because if you're writing eight hours a day at a computer, like I imagine your brain is just straight up drained and you're like, I can't focus on other no. books or anything right no. now. Um, no. But I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that you read because sometimes I'm like, I got to stop making all of my passions into to like careers and side hustles and stuff because one of these days I'm going to like wake up and not enjoy, you know, things. I my, my day job has a lot to do with publishing and books. So I hear you and I still love reading. So, and yeah. Have you been, have you been with Avon your whole career? No, no. I started out, um, I actually was my, the first book I ever wrote got published, which is incredibly rare. Um, I was, so I'll tell the story briefly. Um, I was working for a music industry conference that took place in um, downtown New York and uh, scheduled to take place uh, September 14th, 2001. And then 9-11 happened and the entire 
I was actually on my, I was thinking of going downtown to go buy some clothes for the event. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't spend the money. Thank God I didn't go. Um, so then the event got completely rescheduled, you know, whatever. I had to rebook it. And, um, but the company lost a lot of money and I got laid off and my husband and I decided that I would stay home with our then two and a half year old. And I thought, well, I'm going to go insane. So I started, uh, writing and thought, mm -hmm. you know, why not write romance? Cause I had returned to it after not reading it for a very long period of time. Um, so that sold and that was with, uh, Signet, which, um, had a traditional Regency line. Um, Mary Bellog was there. Uh, who else was there? Um, Joe Beverly. Um, why can't I think of who else? I have a whole bunch of them downstairs. Anyway, yeah, so a whole bunch of older now historical authors started out in traditional Regency and then moved on to bigger books. Um, mm -hmm. So my first book came out there and then I didn't get published for another seven years, although I kept writing. And uh, then I got, then I sold a contemporary women's fiction book to William Morrow under a different name. It's uh, Megan Caldwell. Um, and that was just a one-off. And then I sold historicals to, to Love Swept, which was part of Random House. It was their digital imprint. Um, and I was there for, two books plus some like novella business or whatever. Um, and then I jumped to Avon because Avon could get me in print and Love Swept mm -hmm. couldn't. And historicals at that time, way back when I first started publishing, historicals weren't really, like it was mostly contemporary and super hot erotic stuff that was doing mm -hmm. really well digitally and, historical authors were then viewed as being kind of older and more traditional right. in terms of what format they preferred. Um, now I don't think there's, I mean, I have no idea actually what people like or not in terms of what format they like. I read digital mm -hmm. only, um, mm -hmm. but that's because I can take like a thousand books with me when I go on the subway I, or go I on a trip. Know. And I used to pack like nine books for a week away Same. because i'm like Same. what if i'm not in the mood for what if, what if i'm not the in the mood this? what if i run out of things to read calamity how will i survive as if there I isn't a bookstore know. wherever i'm going that yeah, I could, still. or like the airport it's not the same it's not the same my husband okay. forced me to buy myself a kindle uh right before the pandemic because we went on a christmas trip and i brought like four fantasy hardcovers that were like 800 pages each oh yeah. and then i bought like you know we were going for like a week and then we i brought like five other paperbacks and he was like why is your suitcase so full and heavy what is in there and i was like nothing i don't know don't look in there mm. and he, he looks in there and he was like you need to buy it you need to get yourself an yeah. like a kindle you have to stop and i was like but but i like them and he's like i know you do yes, you have to stop and but... also i did find that reading with it while like holding the baby or breastfeeding or whatever exactly. it's way yes. easier to have it like because it's so much lighter um 
I do still love when publishers though send me a physical copy of a book and I get to like mm. hold it. I also get to like see like, oh, okay, I only have like half the book left. I could finish that. Or like, yeah, you look at it and you're like, okay, I have too much. I should go to bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do still, and you know, you don't get to like put them like little trophies on your shelf, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, yeah, I, covers, I do but... have a keeper shelf of, okay. of nice. books, books you love. And that I love and that I might not have read for, I don't know how long, but they are there. You gotta have I it. them. Yes. Um, sure. I'm trying. Oh, right. So when I was breastfeeding, there wasn't, there weren't digital books. Sure. So that's why I, I returned to reading genre because I could hold a paperback mass market paperback with one hand. Yep. Whereas the literary fiction I used to read takes two hands because it's yep. trade or it's, God forbid, hardcover. So I went yeah. back to reading genre and I'm like, oh, wow. I had forgotten how much I really liked this. Yeah, um, I had noped out a romance when it got really uh, rapey back. Mm. Um, and then I went to college and got a degree in English literature too. So I was definitely not reading romance sure. at that time. But, um, but then coming back to it and finding all these authors, I think I was reading way back in the day, Amanda Quick, and then also mm -hmm. Julia Quinn and because, mm -hmm. you know, next to sure. each other and all those traditional regencies and everything. And then started branching out into paranormal and getting into fantasy mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I do I'm love it. Paper yeah. I just love it. I, I was telling my, my daughters, I got them library cards. I was like, we're going to go to the library. You can pick out like 10 books. I don't even know what the limit is at our, yeah. our new library, but I'm like, I don't, I have so many books to read as I'm, I'm sure you can imagine yes. people send them to us now, which is like what we wanted at the start. And it's awesome. And also a little more stressful than I thought it would be yes. as a moon yeah. reader. It's a little touch and go. And I'm like, Oh shit, I have to read this book today, but I really want to read this but whole I really, other yeah. series first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, crosses we all bear to do fun things. Um, yes. But I definitely, I'm sure at the library will be like, and I need this one, and I need this one, yeah. and I need this one, and I need this mm -hmm. one. I check stuff out all the time digitally, and then don't same, get to same. it. But at least I have it, and then the author might get something from it, yep. and then it's yep. been in my queue, and I'm like, oh, because I'll, yeah. you know, on social, I'll see, oh, this looks great. I'm like, ooh, and I've got the extension that tells you if it's at your local library. I don't know if yeah. you know that. Yeah, you have that. No, I, do you have that? I don't have it. I just use, I use um, Overdrive and Libby, I think. So I'll see well, it and I'll just search it on Overdrive to see if it's there. So what you can do is do this. I, I forget what the extension is called, but you can install an extension. It's on Chrome. And when you go into Amazon, it'll on the sidebar, you can select your libraries. Oh. And Ooh. it'll search all your libraries. It'll also search for like Hoopla and um, like Scribd and, and mm -hmm. all those other ones. And then you can just click through. Like Ooh, it's not amazing. even, it's seamless. It's amazing. <sighs> it is amazing. And okay, you know, the, we like you guys, I will, if I can find, I'll find the name of this. And drop if it in I the don't, description, I will. Yeah. Yes. You can yeah. also email me and I'll, I can send it yeah. to you, but it's, it's fantastic. Um, That's so yeah, I so I'm constantly seeing stuff. And then, yes, you don't even have to go to another app. You're just in Amazon <sighs> and it's like, hi, yes, hi. we have copies for you. 
and please I, that, go get them. I, my favorite thing is like before the season starts, we'll like pick out, you know, whatever, five, 10, 15 books, depending on the season. And I'll go onto the library and I'll just like request, 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 yeah. all yeah. the books that you know are available so that by the time, because some of them, especially if they're really popular or really new, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, yeah. you know, you don't know. And then some of them, it's like, they're already available. Um, I do the same thing though. I'll request tons and tons of books. Yeah. Cause I'm like, yeah. it can't hurt. And I also like, if I know by the time I'm also again, mood reader. So by the time I get it six weeks later, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't really want to read that. And I'll just, yeah. I'll return it. So the next person can read it. So no harm, no foul. But, uh, right. but sometimes a book will show up like 12 weeks later and I'm like, Ooh, what is this book? Ooh, I don't yeah. know. Oh, okay. I am excited yeah. about this. And then I'll like yeah. pop it open. And it's like some little, uh, treat from your past self. Yep. I know. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I definitely, I wish I could read more. I wish I had more time in the day. I wish I was on social media a little bit less, which I, I'm sure is a familiar thing for a lot mm-hmm. of authors saying that, mm-hmm. but I do, I do have such a, a great community, like on Twitter. I love Twitter. Um, of, I follow a lot of people that read romance and read and other authors. And so we'll be talking back and forth. I think I did a, a brainstorm of, um, two books ago, I think of, you know, potential things I could have. And so all these other authors are popping in, like we all know each other and not like a clicky thing or anything. Cause that made it sound like, Oh, uh, authors, but readers pop in too. And like, wouldn't this be great? Sure. And this is, and I'm like, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So I wish I had so more cool. time to read, but yeah, I can't read a book a day anymore. I mean, yeah, I couldn't do it like every day of the week anymore. Um, but I would say at least one day a week, I read a whole book. And usually it's like, that's amazing. Usually because it's also part of like my job now. So it's a little easier mm. to like set aside the time. Cause I'm like, look, we're reviewing this book on the podcast. I have yeah, yeah. to read it yeah. by Thursday at two. Otherwise mm-hmm. I won't know what or or like, I'm interviewing an author. Like I have to at least read one of their books, yeah. if not more, so that I at mm-hmm. least have a little bit of context about their, yeah. you know, writing yeah. style and the books. Because I would hate to interview someone having not read any of their work. Because oh, I feel yeah. like it would feel very like awkward. Because if mm-hmm. they reference something from their books, and I'd be like, ah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I didn't read your books. Yeah. Um, or like, God forbid. I say something like, I hate closed door romance and they write closed door romances, yeah, but yeah. I don't read their book or something like yeah. that. Like I would feel just like so much embarrassment yes. and shame and yes. sadness that I hurt their feelings. Yeah. Um, like speaking of social media and like kind of the other side of authoring, do you feel like you like because you have a publisher behind you, you have more of like a sort of marketing support and a little bit less falls on your shoulders than it would if you were an indie author. Absolutely. Or- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I totally cut you off. I'm like, Oh yeah. No. Um, yeah. Good. I'm in awe of the indie authors. I was talking about this. Um, I had a, a Google hangout with a, a fellow author who lives actually in another country. And we were talking about, some of these indie authors who produce so much and do go above and beyond and do, you know, special editions and this promo and that promo. And I have come to the point 
Um, I used to talk a good game and then I would get daunted and wouldn't do anything, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm my own self on Twitter. I do post to Facebook when I have a book out or whatever like that. Sure. Um, I do post to Instagram when, um, when I see amazing clothing, usually I usually share stuff cause I love clothes. Um, mm-hmm. but so I am just my authentic self across whatever platform I'm on. And that just has to be enough. If, you know, I know people that bust their asses doing promo and they don't sell anymore and sometimes sell less than I do. And Mm -hmm. I can't, it it would take me out of writing the books. I don't have enough time as it is to write the books. Um, Like I said, I'm fortunate in that when I sit down to write, I can usually get a thousand, 2000 words or whatever. And then Mm-hmm. Just kind of slowly get the damn thing written. Sure. But if I had to put the marketing stuff on top of me, and if if Avon did no marketing, I would still be the same way. I just don't think I'm too. It's I know myself your, too that, well. Yeah, yeah. It's not what like lights your fire because I feel like mm-hmm. the the selling of it is like a completely separate side from the yeah. writing of it. Yeah, and it does take a lot of effort and time. Um, but it's been interesting talking because some people really like it and they have fun with it and they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people who do it cause they have to, and it's like a slog and they're like, but it's what I got to do against all books. Um, and I, and I find that like, if you have to do it, like if you're an indie author, like I hope that you enjoy that part of it because it yeah. does become yeah. quite a big part of your day is mm-hmm. like thinking up, you know, fun ideas for TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Um, and seeing, you know, what kind of promos you can do. I'm always really impressed by like, like how creative they are with like all the different covers and special editions yep. and like all the artwork. Like yep. when you, do you get to choose your covers? Cause you have a pretty yes. classic, like yeah. classic cover style clinch. for historical. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I always have the two of them, the hero and heroine. They're always, you know, in some close pose. Yes. Yeah, so what I do sure. is, uh, when they start asking me about it, cause they're going to have a cover conference or something. Um, I say, well, the hero looks like, um, this actor. Cause I always base my books on a particular actor, nice. which is, you know, kind of basic, but, um, but there you go. And then yeah. I'll say which usually which actress and, and it often ends up being Emma Stone. I don't know why <laughs> with like a variation of hair because she's, you know, kind of she's beautiful but she's also looks down to earth and real and not like oh my god um and then i say well i'd like them on a chaise lounge or in a this or whatever and then they send um pictures of models to pick from and Mm -hmm. i say okay those and those and those or whatever and i rank them and then they send poses and we talk colors and stuff i've been very fortunate because I, I really do love my covers. Um, and they, you know, they're kind of generic, generic historical, but you know what they are right away. And yeah. Yeah. You know, I, mean, we, I think that's, we talk about this all the time. I think that's for me as a reader, so important. Like if I pick your book up, like I want to know what you're selling to me. And I look yeah, at your exactly. covers and I know I'm getting open door historical romance, bam, immediately. I know what this yep. book is about. So if that's my jam, then bam, I'm going to buy that book. Yep. I, 
I get so duped when I'm like looking oh, at covers yeah. and I'm the like illustrated covers. Yeah. yeah. Illustrated, especially like at least the ones that are like designed images. Like yeah. a lot of times they'll do like, okay, it's a dark romance. There's a skull and red and black. And you're like, okay, right. I could kind of sense it. Or it's like light and fun. So it's like, you know, so, but the ones that are like straight illustration with like yeah. all bright, fun colors and sometimes it's closed door and sometimes it's like soups racy. And I'm like, yo, oh, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I didn't know I was into oh, that. Yeah. I, what did I read? I read, um, oh crap. The, the super famous one with the, uh, uh Helen Wang, right? Is oh, that how you say her last uh, name? Twisted Hate? Uh, no. Oh, oh, Helen Wang. The, um, kissing, um, yes. Um, yes. Kiss quotient. Kiss quotient. Yeah. Yes. Kiss I'm sorry. Quotient. I was like, so I read that and I was yeah. reading it and so, going, holy yeah. hell, that's hot. So I was not yes. expecting that. It was so good. Yes. But so the good. cover doesn't indicate that to me. Agreed. Um, Agreed. And because I don't often read contemporary, I don't have the same kind of vernacular to know, like, yes. like you said, like you look at a certain cover and you're like, oh, that's going to be that and that's going to be that. But no. For sure. Yeah. So we we actually read that our first season on the podcast. We also didn't know it would be that, but we were like, okay, he's like a male escort. She wants to learn about sex. We're like, it's got to be pretty sexy, even though the yeah. cover is like a little yeah. cuter than you would think. Um, that book was hot, though. I was we were like, that book was really hot. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The heat. I know. Helen. I was so surprised. It was really good. And that, I wasn't surprised. It was really good. That sounded like the two sentences. No, I know together, what you mean. That, it was weird. really sexy. No, yeah. It was really hot yeah. because of the cover. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think that's cool that you get so much say because I feel like a lot of times traditionally published authors are like, yeah, my cover showed up. And it's kind of like I got to weigh in a little, but yeah. Like I'm also, also pretty just, easy going. So yeah, about those things, I'm like, yeah, sure. They're really pretty and sure. <laughs> like, you know, he just has to be tall, which is, you know, yeah. my, yes, my thing. Can you unbutton his shirt a little? Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we have a little, a little shirt problem? That, you know. I feel like I would be like, um, are you filming? Was it October 12th at 2 PM? Oh, is that when yeah. he's, <laughs> I can oh, be available. Sorry. I know. Which state, which state are you uh, filming it? <laughs> Let me go spritz the water. Go spritz the water to make everyone look a little more glistening. <laughs> Some of my friends get to go to the shoots. Um, actually, Joanna Shoup was talking because she, I, I met with her because she lives nearby and we went out for lunch and she had just come from a shoot and she's like, yeah, it was really cool. She had never been to one. And I thought about asking to go to one. I'm like, do I really want to? <laughs> like, oh, I have to slap in the city and uh, uh, yeah. So no, um, we'll see. Maybe I'll ask because I just had another cover conference because I just turned a book in on Monday, and so today they sent me comps for like, what color do you think and what pose and so very vague, but they're starting. So they're starting to design the cover for the book that my editor hasn't even read yet. So hopefully it'll be okay. So. Be good. Be okay fun. well for shawnee and me i think that you should schlep to the city yeah, okay and take some <laughs> and pictures yeah i know joanna watch was some like, beautiful people I know. <laughs> just like, like stare into each other's eyes deeply mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
I'm, I might ask. I'll see. Yeah, it would be good because I should, you know, I should get out of the house more, right? Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Um, also, I feel like all historical romance readers are like, oh my God, you have lunch with another historical romance author and you guys are friends and live near each other. <laughs> it's yeah. like every romance. Can we have lunch with you? <laughs> Sounds like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, Sarah McLean lives um, near, <laughs> used to live very near me, but now lives moves further away. But um, we hang out and that's really fun. And I totally, I'm such a huge Sarah McLean fan that when I got to be friends with her, you know, a little part of me is like, oh, 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 oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm good. But um, I'm going to, you know, humble brag a little bit here, but uh, the, the heroine of her next book, her last name is Frampton after me. Um, oh, and I'm like, yeah, I had nothing to do with the book and it's amazing, but you know, the name's Frampton. So, you know, you can thank me for it, but yes, <laughs> it's a good last day. It's a good last it name. Is. Right. It's classic, like English, you know, yeah. it's not like, you know, my last name is mozzarella or anything like that. So, <laughs> so she was probably like hunting around like, what could I do? Oh, I know Frampton. That one works. So yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We were, uh, my dad sent me an article on her because uh, he's from Rhode Island and she's from Rhode Island. Yes. And he was like, and we were going on vacation. He's like, maybe she lives here still. You can interview her while we're there. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's in New York, Ted. I don't think she lives yeah. there anymore. Um, I think some of indeed, her family still does, though. So, you oh, know, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there's always yeah. people in Rhode Island. Um, yeah. yeah I, we were trying to schedule an interview, but it was like pandemic craziness like mm. i think like a year and a half ago oh um, we yeah. have to have to circle back because her books are really fun oh so really good fun. she always so has good. good like um i enjoy a good like uh like your books do this too but like turning turning the historical a little bit on its head like yeah yeah the, it isn't always the damsel who's in distress it isn't always right. the yeah the damsel or the hero who's saving the day, like all those things uh, get mixed up, which I enjoy. Cause there's only so many times where I can read like, you know, and she was having problems and he came in and saved her. Yeah. And then he taught her about sex and then he did all the things yep. and she just kind of like buckled up for the ride. Um, yep. I enjoy after reading the ones on this podcast, I enjoy the ones with, that are historical, but like a little more modern sensibilities for the heroines. Oh, absolutely. A little more agency. Yeah. A little yeah. more fun for the heroines. Well, it's also about, um, for me, and I was talking about this again with my author friend, uh, with Adriana Anders. She writes um, contemporary, like super hot, so good. Like, I'm in awe of her talent. She is so good. Um, but we were... Wait, where was I going with this? I just lost, totally lost the train of my thought. Ugh. Um, I'm sorry. You were talking about oh, yes. uh, modern right. heroines. Yes, yes. Okay, there we go. So I was talking about um, my core story. And I mean, every author has a core story, right? Like, I think Sarah McLean's would likely be that 
women should have agency over their own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to, I don't sure. want to speak for Sarah, but that would be something, a big theme. And so one of my mm-hmm. themes again is the balancing of power dynamics because women had so little power that in my books, it's usually the heroine who kisses the hero first because she has mm-hmm. to make that choice. Like he could just mm-hmm. force himself on her, right? If he was an asshole mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and not a hero, but I don't ever want that to be mistaken. And I want to write that power balance. So you get the shift so that maybe they move up and they're, they're equal to each other by the mm-hmm. end of the book when they're in love and he's acknowledged that she has choice and agency. Again, I do not the same way Sarah does, but I do a lot with choice. Like, no, mm-hmm. I choose you. I choose this as opposed mm-hmm. to having the life that's, that you're supposed to have. Um, For sure. So, yeah. So that's why all the time that I did like, I did like that Octavia was always the one who was like, what I think we should do now is you should take your shirt off. And he was like, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, less talking, more shirt revealing. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're so pretty. You're just so yeah. handsome. And he's yeah. like, so that's a problem. And she's like, it's really a big problem for me. Yes, it's, I don't, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Quiet. It's interesting. A lot of people have um, said they didn't like Octavia because she's so uh, spontaneous and kind of selfish. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, she was. And she was a joy to write because she was just id. Like she just did what she wanted. By the end of it, though, I hope if I've done my job and if I haven't, then that's why you don't continue not to like the book. And that's fine. (laughs) Um, At the end of the book, I wanted to show that she was actually capable of making compromises or accepting other people's, you know, thoughts or opinions or whatever. So, yeah, I li- I really like writing people that are completely unlike me. And Octavia is about the most unlike me that I've ever written. And it was so much fun to write her and get into that head. I, I think you did a great job because I do think Thank she you. went from, uh, you know, not thinking through her decisions yeah. and just acting all the time to like coming up with plans and, and, yeah. and thinking it through and, and, uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, again, if, if it didn't work for a reader and they still thought she was selfish and whatever by the end of the book, then I didn't do my job for that reader. Is there anything when you're doing like interviews and press over the years that you wish that people would ask you about, about your books, about writing? Oh, oh. Uh, not that I can think of, honestly, because most of the questions I get are just so genuinely interested and I don't usually think beyond that like why didn't they ask me about my you know love Mm -hmm. of random shoes I don't know what or you Mm -hmm. know food or whatever but it's not that's not pertinent to who to who I am as an author I mean it's fun to imbue some of that stuff into like fashion I always put a little bit of fashion in the books um but no, I don't really have anything people would ask me or not. You have um, great jewelry on, by the way. I know it's oh, jewelry right away. Thank you. I love yeah, so, rings. Yeah, rings. I do too. I, I went and got some resized because um, mm-hmm. the whole, uh, the eight, getting older plus the chemo thing. So I've got lymphedema, I guess, uh-huh. theoretically uh-huh. in my whatever. It makes you swell up a little bit. So I went okay. and got 
a bunch of rings resized and I've been like, God damn it again. Like yeah. if not now, when I'm going to yeah. wear my stuff and I'm going to, yes. you know, I'm wearing a dress today. Like normally people yeah. that work at home all day are t-shirt and jeans or whatever. Yes. I'm like, I have yes. all these great clothes. I should wear them. Even if I'm not going in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. So hundred percent. Yeah. I, I don't put makeup on. So that's, I, that's on me. Yeah. I don't wear makeup anymore either. I'm like, this is what I look like. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. my face. Yeah. Um, I am excited for like in six months, I feel like maybe a year because right now, every time I wear long earrings, my two year old like oh, still pulls yes. on them. So I don't wear a lot of jewelry because she'll like hold on the necklaces yes. when she's in my arms or like if I'm wearing rings, they both take them off and want to play with yeah. them and then they lose, you know? So I really don't, like since I had kids, I stopped really wearing a lot. And then obviously we're at home, the pandemic, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for like <laughs> bringing back out my, my, uh, my nice rings and stuff yeah. for, yeah. for the, the, when they get a little older and I can not have to worry so much about them, like losing all my stuff and like yeah. dragging me down. Like she grabbed the, my necklace so hard the other day. I was like, well, it's a wrap on necklaces for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that when yeah. Reese was like four, I think like grabbed something and broke one of my favorite necklaces. And I was, you know, I think so I'm still holding like, a grudge. So yeah, I was going to say, it's so hard to just be like, well, therefore they didn't mean to, but also yeah. you're like, I told you not to do it. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, one thing we like to close out with is if you were going to give advice, you know, you write happily endings and, in mm-hmm. your books like if you're going to give advice in real life as to what sustains a long-term relationship what would your advice be uh communication and collaboration and I say that as someone who really struggles with both and I've been married I've been with my husband now for close to 30 years I think and married for Let's see, how old is Reese? 23? Okay, whatever. I don't remember. So that's how long I've been married is like maybe 25 years, I think, 26 years, whatever. And we're still working on it. And we're mm-hmm. still in therapy together. And it's something that I've had to learn. And I feel as though, actually, in my books, I write that a lot. I rewrite it where they're open and just saying like, you know, your penis looks funny or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. things that cross your mind that you usually censor yourself from saying. um, I think it's important to just say stuff. I mean, be kind. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not a jerk. So I'm not going to say like every mean thing that goes through my head when I'm tired, but I feel as though communication and trying to understand the other person means just as well as you do. So, yeah. That's good that advice. Congratulations on being uh, married for 25, 26 years. <laughs> it's a long time. It's yeah, a long time. Long. I I sometimes like, feels like a lot longer. Forever. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I mean, I've been married six. Feels right. Yeah. And it... Um, it's funny because sometimes I feel like we like just got married and sometimes I'm like, we've been yeah. married for fucking ever. Like, look at us yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a hundred percent. I think the, um, the like thinking that they're always like doing the good thing or like keeping yeah. in mind that they like you and chose you too. Yeah. And so like, yeah. 
not immediately thinking like, do they have an affair? <laughs> so, like, yeah, I think yeah. that's a, that's a great advice. It's like you know, give them the benefit of the doubt and and, and expect that puppy in and return. And expect them to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. Um, well, it has been a real pleasure talking to you today. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, Bridget. And uh, Shawnee is the other person. That Shawnee, you yes. So mm-hmm. hi, Shawnee. And I'm sorry you weren't here with us, but um, I'm sure you're having a lovely time where you are. So I know she's in. Co- she's you know what? Costa Rica is not a bad place for her to be. She's no, in there two weeks. I'm good. like, come, come back to me. She's coming to visit. Uh, oh, in good. A couple weeks. So oh, that's excited nice. about it. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna take care of my kids for a week while I go on vacation, <laughs> and then she's gonna stay for another week to hang out with me. So she is Shani's the best real, friend I've ever heard. Shani's of. a real yeah. OG best friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get yourself a best friend who has no children, who's willing to yeah. hang out with your kids, so you can get a break. That's the real OG right there. Yeah. Um, well, dear listeners, uh, thanks for coming. You can find Meekin's books uh, anywhere that you like to buy your books. I will drop some links in the old description. And until next time, may your books be your lover. And your hand your best friend. Bye for now, kids. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.